Hello, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. Today, we're just doing a little chatty show. So just sit around the virtual table and pretend you're just sipping tea with us. How are you doing, Denise? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We were talking before we started recording about an evening out I had and how it demonstrates how difficult it can be sometimes to befriend an empath and know our quirks and our different ways. And so I thought I would start by just sharing with you my weird evening out. I would love to hear this. Okay. So I have I have this new friend. She just moved to the neighborhood and she's super nice. And she asked if I wanted to go out to dinner. And I said, sure, that'd be great. And she said, okay, I'll drive. So what are you thinking there when someone says, I'll drive? Oh, danger, danger, Will Robinson. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah, because there's no escape clause, right? Right, exactly. So I said, okay, that's great. The day of, she texted and said, you still okay for tonight? I said, yes. And she said, great, I'll pick you up at such and such time. Okay, that's fine. And then about an hour beforehand, I invited a coworker. Is that okay? Oh, Oh, so now you're going in someone else's car with a stranger and the new friend. Yes. Oh, oh, this is starting to make my stomach hurt a little bit. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? <laughs> so she asked, uh, when we got in the car, where do you want to go? Which is also really hard, right? Because if you don't know someone, you don't know what their tastes are, what their likes are. So I picked one of my favorite restaurants. It's right on the ocean. We get there. There's an hour and a half wait. Ooh. So we're like, okay, this is great. So then we drive to another place. There's an hour wait. She's like, I'm starving. So we head across town the other direction, like 30 minutes away. So she can go to this new place she wanted to check out. And we get there and it's really a bar. Mm -hmm. it's, there's no food there. Okay, I have to interrupt. Where are you riding in the car? Are you in the, the front back seat? seat. You're in I'm the in back the back seat. seat. Okay. Oh, phew. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm glad you weren't in the front trying to hold the conversation with both people. No, okay. no. I'm in the back trying to hold the conversation. Okay. okay. <laughs> they were very, very nice. But uh, the coworker was a little shy. So we get to this bar. And it's a nice bar. It's very family friendly. Like there were kids there that were like seven and eight years old and there were college kids and there were people my age and there were people in their seventies. So it was a really nice mix and they're getting set up in this outdoor location for a band. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she said, let's get that good seat right up front in front of the band. And I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know, get along, go along. So I sit down in this bench seat right in front of this band. We have no idea who's playing, what they're playing. And we're uh -huh. sitting there and she says, I am still starving. And there's a restaurant right next door. Now, by this point, I'm not hungry. I don't want to go to this restaurant next door. It did not look, it's more like a food truck that was parked next door and they just sold fish tacos. Uh -huh. Not my thing. So her and her coworker, she's like, do you mind if we go get something to eat and you save our seats? Oh, well, this is getting worse. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So you're alone outside on the bench yes. with an empty stage. Yes. And, and people haven't really started to sit down much yet. Have Correct. They? Right. Because oh, okay. it's still early. Oh. So I'm sitting there by myself. I've got no book. I've oh. 
you know, there, I don't know anybody there and I'm sitting in this empty bench. And so I just started texting my friends and I was like, this is what's happening. You have to keep texting me. So I don't just sit here staring like I'm drooling into this. <laughs> so I, of course, this, you know, this is an outdoor part of the bar. And so there's dogs everywhere. So, you know, what do I do? I play with the dogs. Mm-hmm. And finally they come back and she says, you're still sitting here all by yourself. I said, yeah. And she said, you didn't get hit on. I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, what are you doing wrong? I'm like, I don't know. What are you talking about? I'm not that type of person. Like, I don't, I'm not a bar person. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the band gets set up and it's a bluegrass band. Now, you know, no offense. It's just not my type of music. One of the guys had a belt on that held different harmonicas. Okay. Uh, there might have been an accordion. I don't know. But the music was really, really loud and we're front and center. So I said, why don't we go inside and, and, and get a drink? So we get up and we go inside and we're just sitting there and talking and there's like all these couches everywhere. You know how these new bars are where they set up couches and like living room areas? Mm-hmm. So well, I, I don't, but I, I'm going to take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we sit down on this couch and she and her coworker are chatting away and I'm just sipping my beer. And across from me and the other couch is this man and woman and they're talking as though they've never met each other before. And so I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Is this a first date? And so I said to my, my new friend and her coworker, I think they're on a first date. And she said, why do you think that? And I said, I don't know. They're just like asking each other interview type questions. And so I'm just kind of watching them and listening in on the coworker and the friend's conversation and back and forth. And then a third woman comes and sits with the couple. And I'm like, okay, what is happening here? I need to know. Is this like a throuple <laughs> I'm watching? <laughs> and at this point, I just don't care. So I leaned over and I said, I'm just so fascinated. Are you guys like on a date or are you two on a date? Like what's happening here? This is intriguing me. And they so you, laughed. You, you asked them. I did. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. I okay. I, I mean, I said it very politely, but oh, I was yeah. very fascinated. Mm-hmm. And so they laughed and she said, no, this is my boyfriend and this is my best friend from home. And I just, you know, we're all going out for the first time. So my best friend can meet my new boyfriend and vice versa. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And how did you guys meet? So I'm just talking to them because at that point it was a little bit easier for me. And there's a guy on the couch to the left of us and he leans over to me and he says, excuse me. And I said, yes. And he said, are you an empath? Oh my. And I said, why, yes, I am. How did you know? And he said, well, just the way you're sitting there and observing everyone and the way you picked up on this, you know, relationship thing happening over here, I just thought that's an empath. And I said, well, in fact, I host a podcast called Enlightened Empaths. <laughs> so it was really interesting after he recognized that I was an empath. And then I got an email from him and he said he listened to our show and he really liked it and especially resonated with the Hayoka empath. So that was pretty cool. We ended up having a lovely time. We left that place. We went to another restaurant to get like an actual real meal. And we were sitting there eating our meal And this couple was a couple of tables away and the waitress came over and they said, that couple's going to buy your meals. 
And the three of us were like, okay. So I walked over to the couple and I said, thank you so much. You, you know, you didn't have to do that. And she said, I'm on vacation with my family this entire week. And I just needed to do something good for someone so I could get this ick off of me. (laughs) (laughs) I said, girlfriend, I feel you. So we all ended up talking. And anyway, it was just a nice reminder for empaths like me that sometimes we need to just push beyond our comfort zone and, and go ahead and get out there and connect with others. Okay. But I, I have to give you kudos. That was, from, I've known you a long time. A lot of the things you described were so out of your comfort zone. And are you talking to strangers? You're sitting alone on the bench. You're doing this. That's incredible. Well, thank you. I do try. I think the hardest part for me was not driving. I really enjoy driving someplace and driving myself home. And see, that's that's a biggie. And I, I think if you're dating, if you're going with friends or whatever, and I love my friends that understand why I'm a hermit or why I can only do short periods of time around other humans or That means the world to me because there have been people in my life at different times who could, they, they just didn't understand, well, we're all going anyway. Why do you have to bring your own car? That doesn't make sense. And in my head, I was thinking I need to have a getaway just in case. Yes, exactly. Cause you just never know. You don't. After that night out, I created a post on uh, Instagram and I think I put it on our enlightened empaths too, called how to befriend an empath. So tell me if you agree with these. Okay. Uh, the first one is don't mistake our shyness for aloofness. Uh, big, big cowbells on that one. Yes. Right. Haven't you had people say after they get to know you, oh my gosh, you're so nice. I thought you were kind of snobby or aloof or cold or what have you. And it's not that. It's just that we can be shy. Right. The second one is respect our need for alone time. Oh, see, that's huge. And and again, especially for a lot of people I talk to and myself, if I'm going to be in a friendship or relationship, it has to be that Venn diagram with an individuality and autonomy. And it, I'm 100% there when I'm with people that I love and care about. But if I don't have that time to recharge, I can't be 100% there. And I think you've shared that you're the same way. Yes. Yes, I am. And And my kids are the same way. They call it their social battery needs to be recharged. And I love that expression. So that's why the next one is we are social and fun, but then we need time to recharge our social battery. And so I think that's a big difference with uh, empaths and especially introverts is that sure, we can be fun and social in, in the right situation, but then we're going to need some alone time. You know, like one of my daughters went away for the weekend. And she came home and she said, I had the best time, but tomorrow I'm just going to sit on the couch and read and watch TV so I can recharge. And I said, I feel you that go for it. That's very, very smart though, to, to realize that she needs to do that and not to keep pushing through it. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's important. And if you're going to befriend an empath, I think you have to understand that there is kind of an expiration date <laughs> on on our extroversion, right? Yes, that's a good way to put it. The next one says, if we don't text or call back right away, 
please don't take it personally. We just need to focus on the moment we're in. Oh, well, that's, that's a very good point. That is one I really wish some of my friends understood a little bit better because some people get upset if I don't text back right away. And a lot of times, like we're recording right now. So my phone is on do not disturb, meaning I'm not even getting text Mm -hmm. or, you know, like when you do readings, you put your phone on silence. And so there are many, many times where I just don't get the text at, at that moment. But also if I'm if I'm sitting across from you at a restaurant, Denise, I'm not looking at my phone. I think that's no. kind of rude. And I'm not going to pick it up. I agree. I agree. And yet. It, it, and unless, okay, I have to put a disclaimer in there. If you're you're out and you your children need to get a hold of you and you're in a, I could see that. I could see if, if there was, or if you're caring for an ailing parent or you're caring for somewhere, I can get that. But to sit and play phone while you're having dinner with someone or out being social or at a show or what, what was the concert? I think you told me this. There was a concert that the performer said, no phones. I want you to enjoy this. I want you to enjoy the energy. I don't want you just to stand there and look at it through that little screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just put them down. And I think that was Michael Franti. I can't remember. But yeah, it was, please don't take pictures. Oh, no, maybe it was Katy Perry. But anyway, yes. And they were like, don't just stare at this concert through the screen of your phone. Put it down and engage. And I do think that's important. Mm -hmm. And then the other one uh, was, don't throw us a surprise party. (laughs) Maybe we can put any parties on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, I have always told my friends, like, no surprise party ever. And I remember I have a really good friend who is an introverted empath like us. And her husband called me and said, will you help me plan her surprise party? And I said, no, I think we need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) because this is something she would really not enjoy. And he got kind of upset and he was like, oh no, she'd love this. And oh, it put me in such a quandary, Denise, because I was like, what do I do? Do I tell her and then ruin the surprise? Do I? So I just said to him, look, when you're sitting on the couch watching TV with her, just casually mention that so-and-so is having a surprise party and do you want to go and see how she reacts? Ask her, you know, what if it were you? Like, how would you want a surprise party to look? And if she's like, oh, I'd like it to look this way, then I'll help you plan it. But if she says, ugh, that would not sit with me at all, then let's just plan an actual party that she knows about. And he called me three days later and he said, you were right. <laughs> well, that was brilliant because it it allowed him to, yes, that, that was a brilliant way to handle it. Yeah, she definitely thanked me for that one. Now, I threw a surprise party for my sister. She loved it. She's an extrovert. I knew she would love a surprise party. And so I think you have to know people and know you know what, what makes them feel safe and comfortable and happy. But I think for most empaths, surprises aren't really top of our list. True. And then the well, last one was we need deep, meaningful conversations. That's a given. Yeah, and don't you find that that's becoming even more and more apparent in everyday life? That if it's not real and true, there's just no time or space for it. Yes, yes, I do. 
it also feels to me that time is going by so much faster than normal. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be very, I don't know if careful is the right word, but maybe mindful of our time and, and how we spend it. And I don't have time to just engage in silly small talk or um, the mom brag stuff. I don't, I don't really resonate with that type of talk. I need, I need to talk about current events or how are you doing or what's going on with your family or um, what's making you tick right now or what's, what's driving you right now. I need deeper stuff. You need an emotional or an intellectual connection. You don't want to just chat about mindless BS. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be on your, if you created a post, how to befriend an empath, what would you add to that? It's funny because I'm thinking about this and you covered such a, I think if you, another really cool one would be do how to date an empath. How, so if you need to make another post, because that's another whole. What would you put on that post? Well, I think a lot of the same things, but people don't understand that if you're truly, truly empathic and then you throw introverted into that, or maybe a hermit archetype, or maybe a, you know, whatever. We, we've done so many shows on so many different things. Finding out that, I think for us, understanding this is who I am and it's okay. And I need to say, I can't do it that way, which is, I don't know about you, that can be uncomfortable as hell. To say, I can't do, what do you mean by that? Well, so if, if a social event is going to be way over the top, too much, and everyone said, oh, please come, we really want you there, it'll be great. And you don't want to let someone down. So I know it goes back to our show about boundaries. It goes back to our show about all of those things. But sometimes if you can find it in yourself to say, this is one of my non-negotiables that I, I really can't do this to myself. Mm. I, I, I have to, like, if we applied all of those things you just listed to ourselves, like, how do I better befriend myself by not forcing myself into situations that are uncomfortable, by not... Uh, not feeling obligated by, you know, making sure I take the time to take care of myself and take care of my own well-being in addition to everyone else. So truly, I love, love, love your list on like how to befriend us as a, a friend, but also how to befriend ourselves a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's a really great point. And I think part of that is knowing yourself and knowing your limits and your expectations. Like my social battery starts to decay about four hours in. I can go six hours, but four hours is my happy medium. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like someone asked me to drive two hours away to go to a concert and have dinner and maybe some shopping after and then drive two hours home. So you're looking at an eight hour day, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, can't do that. <laughs> It, it would be certain people. Yes. Like if it were my best friend or my sister or you or someone I know yes. super, super well, that would be fine. But this was an like a, an acquaintance, I guess you could say. Okay. You know, but you, if, you had your, <laughs> if you had your own car, this, could, this meet is true. Them, could meet them for the concert, the dinner and the shopping and then drive home alone to recharge, that could work. That is very, very true. <laughs> But I like your idea of switching this up to reflecting on you. 
one of the things I need most, whether it's in a personal relationship, like a dating situation, like you were saying, or a friendship, I need freedom. I don't like that expectation of calling every day, checking in all the time. I, I need I need my independence and my freedom. And I think it's important to know that about yourself. And, and like you said, give yourself permission for whatever your needs are. And then you can feel more confident to make those known to other people. Because if you are, then the people that you're interacting with are actually interacting with you, like your truest you, not the person that you feel you have to be to keep other people happy. So if, if your boundary is, I need lots of privacy, or I need to, you know, whatever your, your personal needs and, and issues are, and you have people in your life that say, oh, that's just Denise, and she's, you know, don't bother, she's having her private time, that means so much. That means more than a Tiffany box or, you know, a big extravagant gift is someone that honors who you are and where you're coming from and understands that and loves you just as you are. Have you ever had the kind of friend who will just call and call and call until you call back? Yes. That's, I find that very frustrating. Even if I text like really bogged down today, I promise I'll get back to you tomorrow. So is, or I'll say, is everything okay? First of yeah. all, that's always my default too. Yeah. Are you okay? Are yes. you okay? And then if I get, yeah, just checking in and I say, okay, super bogged down. I promise I'll call you tonight or first thing in the morning. And then they call again and again, that's, that's a no go for me. Well, don't you find that because we, we work in a field where we are talking with people a lot or interacting with people a lot on a pretty deep level most of the time, a lot of the work you and I do isn't airy-fairy woo-woo. And I think sometimes people will want to call and chat and there's not a lot left to chat with. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing. I'm the mother of three teenage girls who love to talk. So I talk all day long with my work. Then I come home. I talk a lot with them. I'm done. I'm tapped out. I got, I've got nothing left. And I, I think it's important to own that and respect that. Because the other thing with empaths, I feel, we can't fake it. No. Like, if I don't want to talk to you and I call you because I feel I have to, you're still going to know I don't feel like talking. And I can't fake that. And I, I don't like that I can't, but I really can't. No. But but again, finding the people that do understand that or it's being gold. able to feel. It, it is. It's, it's absolute gold. It's also might be uh, if that person, if the people or certain people aren't comfortable with how empathic you are, or how sensitive you are maybe it's time to say our relationship is different than what it was and maybe we can do it a different way. Or I think a lot of friendships, relationships, connections, acquaintances, acquaintanceships might decrease or, or dwindle a bit when someone starts to really accept their truest self. Mm. That's very, very well said. So if one of my main needs is independence, what would you say one of yours is? Oh, riding that freedom train. I don't do well backed in a corner. Oh, it's not pretty. It's really, it's embarrassing. I will. What do you mean? Well, no, I, I need to, I, I'm like ridiculous. I, I get it with the independence, a hundred, a hundred percent, but also wanting the freedom and autonomy. I'm so devoted to people that I love and care about, 
but I also need that freedom to come and go as I please. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Similar to if someone can't understand that I'm okay with taking off by myself in my RV and driving for hundreds of miles and spending time alone, and that's not an affront to them or to a friendship or a relationship, it's just me, mm-hmm. then, then that needs to be um, part of the package. So I'm not doing it to say, oh, I don't want to be around you. I'm doing it because it's like, oh, I really need this time for me. Okay, but I feel if someone can't respect and understand that about you. They don't know me. They don't know you. (laughs) And what purpose are you serving in their life? Are you just the friend, the girlfriend, the label? Or are you, are they seeing you? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, And don't you feel that goes back to the beautiful list that you made? That we really need these things. This isn't just a oh, wouldn't it be nice if, I think we, we on a soul level as empaths, we need someone to understand that this is just, we came this way, we're wired this way. We have, and so many, you know what, a new sign that I've been getting a lot in readings and it keeps coming up over and over is I'll see in my mind's eye, someone starting to do a back bend, like in relationships or friendships, and I'll see this hand help them stand up. And it always means for me, you don't have to bend over backwards for everybody else anymore. And it keeps coming in stronger and stronger. But I thought, what a fun sign from spirit. That is. That's a great message. But it seems to be happening for a lot of us right now. Don't lose yourself in making it okay for everybody else. Yeah. I have an extremely extroverted friend. She's super wonderful and amazing and social. And she just turned 50. And she said, you know what? I've just realized in the last few years, I would rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And for the first time, she doesn't have 25 friends. She's just kind of negotiated that down to, I don't know, five or six. And she's like, I'm so much happier because she was bending over backwards for other people. And, and, you know, it just, sometimes you get to this point where you're like, I don't need all of that. I just need these, these four quarters. Right. And I think as empaths, we like to invest a lot of loyalty, commitment, time, and energy into our friendships. And we can't spread that very far. You know, we've got to be focused on a core group. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine trying to juggle 25 friends. Oh, <laughs> that's way too much social. Does it ever freak you out or freak other people in your life how much alone time you need? Not so much anymore. It used to. It used to. And I I mean, I used to be able to go and have fun at concerts and do this and do that. I don't feel it the same way anymore. It's almost too much to be around that many people. But then again, I think part of everything we're talking about is really, really important as the world starts to open up again and we're starting to tiptoe back into crowds and places and openings and no masks and all these other things that are happening, please be gentle with yourself because it's a big adjustment. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think it's a bigger adjustment uh, for some people than others. It's this, it's, uh, it's an emotional effect. I think some people are having with that. I agree. 
Now, I still do love going to concerts, and I have this little band that I feel no one's heard of, but apparently I'm wrong, called Glass Animals, Mm -hmm. and they're coming to Wilmington, and I was so excited, and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't think I have any friends that like this this band, and the tickets were you know kind of pricey for our little town, and so I was saying to my oldest daughter, I'm like, I really want to get tickets to this concert, but I don't know anyone who likes this music. And she said, well, who is it? And I told her and she goes, shut up. And I said, what? (laughs) And she said, I just downloaded their newest album. I love them. So I'm so excited. I get to go to a concert soon because we had four big concerts scheduled during the pandemic and they all got canceled. Oh, I know. So I still do enjoy that, but there are times where like I'm, I'm always I'm always with family. It's I, I'm always with my kids or I'm helping out my parents. I just feel like I'm always with family. And I had this one Saturday a couple of weeks ago where my kids were all out and my older sister was handling my parents. So I had the whole day to myself and my friends were like, well, do you want to do something? Like, what are you going to do the whole day? And I was like, I'm going to spend it all by myself. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends said, oh, that's so sad. I'm free. Like we can go get a manicure. We can go get lunch. And I said, no offense. Like I have not been alone in my house in, I don't know, a year. Like I really want to spend that whole day alone. And I think it's, you know, I did have a moment going, is that weird? But well, if it is, I'm weird. Cause I certainly enjoyed that day. <laughs> right. I, I think that I can completely, completely understand that. And, and if you hadn't, would you have felt, if you hadn't taken the day and you'd gone, would you have felt a little resentful that you'd given um, it away? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure I would have had fun, but there's just something about being alone in your own home with the silence and mm-hmm. hours stretched out in front of you where you can garden or go for a walk. Or I, I love to listen to funky, weird music that my kids will roll their eyes at, you know, and I can do all of that. I love that feeling. But I would have just, you know, the old me would have been like, sure, what time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would have, you know, I mean, who's going to be like, oh, I don't want to go for lunch and get a manicure. Like, I wouldn't have been like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but but I set that boundary and, and I really enjoyed myself. And But I do notice because I have, I have two friends who are ambiverts like me. And then I have a, the rest of my friends are very extroverted. And sometimes they do have a hard time recognizing my need for alone time. And I think this this past year has in some ways been a gift for many introverts to solidify it's okay to be alone and enjoy your own company. And then we've, we've said this before, we have compassion for the extroverts who are needing to get back out and be around people, but you balance it beautifully between the two. Yeah, I'm definitely both. And I was fine like March to August with the stay home stuff. And then it got really hard on me. And I thought, oh, I do. I found myself just talking to random people in the grocery store line, like my mother used to do when she was in her 70s. And I was like, oh, this is not good. I need to get back out there. (laughs) <laughs> so I definitely need, you know, more social communication probably than than a than a traditional introvert. And so it's it's lovely that things are opening up more now. I'm very very happy about that. 
I think that we've shared a lot of really good information on how to take care of ourselves, how to befriend, and also maybe share this information with someone who might not understand a, a sibling or a parent or a friend who's saying, why does she act that way? You could just kind of slip them these tips. This is how you have to navigate our empathic people and friends. That's right. And and I'm sure it goes both ways. I mean, I have I have a friend who said, you know, when you don't text me back right away, it kind of hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to that and I said, okay. And when she sends me a text, I text her right back as quickly as I can. So I think it goes both ways. We have to respect the introverts in our lives and the extroverts and just be honest and open about our needs and our and our wants and and what really makes us happy in a relationship. That's really the key is communication. It, it truly is. And I can't wait to hear the next story of when you go back out in public again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll live vicariously, okay? <laughs> I, will, I will definitely do that. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our chatty episode. We hope you have a week filled with either perfect alone time or wonderful social activities, whatever floats your boat. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care.